Hawkeye fans, get ready. It's time for the Hawkeye Nation radio show, powered by the Polk County iClub on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 AM and now 106.3 FM KXNO. Hawkeye Nation radio show, HawkeyeNation.com, and here on 106.3 KXNO. My name is Andrew Downs. I'm joined as I am each and every week by my good friend and our fearless leader at HawkeyeNation.com. It's Joe Schmuckle. What's up, Joe? Well, we got a lot going on, buddy. A lot. We got a lot to talk about today. So you, uh, we're going to have a whole lot of fun talking and, uh, Hawkeye football. And you sound great. You're here in studio. It's fantastic. You're, you're sitting right across from me, and we are not alone. We're joined <laughs> by another friend of ours, a big time yes. Hawkeye fan, Des Moines comedian Willie Farrell. What's Hi, up, guys. Willie? I Well, we, I, we do have a lot to talk about, and uh, <laughs> hope we don't piss anybody off, I guess. Oh, I'm sure I we guess will. That's, uh, yeah. I'm sure we will. That's, yeah. that's, that's part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, wow. A lot has happened even since last Thursday, Joe, when you and I were on here, uh, and we'll get to all that throughout the show. If you miss any part of it, you can find it at the HawkeyeNation.com podcast page or wherever you get your podcast. Just search Hawkeye Nation, and uh, it'll pop up right there, along with all of our other content, which has all been covered uh, in ex- uh, extensively at HawkeyeNation.com. But, Willie, before we get to all of that stuff, yeah. um, kind of let people know your, your Hawkeye fan bona fides, right? Like oh, you, yeah. You've been I mean, a Hawkeye I, fan I, forever. Uh, I've been, I mean, I'm 67 years old, and I, I can remember sitting in my front of my my, my brother Frankie actually uh, played baseball at Arizona State his freshman year. My father got sick, and he actually played for Iowa for about a half a year baseball back in 1966. Wow. So I've been following them. And, and, of course, as a little kid, I mean, I was all about the Hawks, uh, 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 Freddie, uh, downtown Freddie Brown and John Johnson and, and, and all those guys. So I've, I've been following the Hawks since uh, late 60s, early 70s. And, you know, not so, not so much football. It was mostly basketball then because, obviously, the football. And then I actually went to Iowa for uh, half a year until I uh, – Seem to uh, drop out, but uh, but yeah, I've, I've been a I've been a Hawk fan for a long, long time. Well, you know, it's funny because uh, a guy my age, and I'm not I'm not a spring chicken anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm getting up there, but I've yeah. never lived through a transitional period of Hawkeye football. Really, I mean the yeah. the, the the Hayden Fry to Kirk Ferentz yes. was transitional, but it didn't take long for that to kind of take off. That's yeah. when I was at college, um, and and I've I've certainly never lived through a down era. Well, that's of Hawkeye the, that, football, and, and that's what everybody, and that's what all the Hawk fans seem to want to. Bring up is that they don't want to bring up Hayden to to Kirk and how it, it, it got better real quick. They want to bring up uh, the Bob Cummings years and the Frank. That, that's what Whoa. everybody. So everybody says, oh, "Don't do, be careful I'll what you wish there. for." Yeah. yeah we'll well, yeah, because because I have lived through a down era of yeah. Hawkeye basketball. We saw how yes. that went, and, and yeah. that's Ooh. that's where a lot of fans like to go to as well yeah. with the, the transitional phase there. And uh, again, there, there's just so much uh, meat on the bone here as we we work through the uh, the Thursday evening here on KXNO. Um, before we get too far, how cool was it? Mark Portinga down in Arizona yeah. at the World Series game, sitting behind home plate, going viral. I mean, not just in Iowa, yeah. na- nationwide. Not just because he's. I mean, you can see a Hawkeye shirt just about anywhere. That's one of my favorite things. Is you yeah. look at any any sports game on TV, you're going to find Tour a Hawkeye France. fan. It's Absolutely, an yeah. shirt. you're walking around <laughs> in any city, you're going to yeah. find a Hawkeye fan. But to have the the sign up, oh, it, yeah. it wasn't a fair catch. That's just the, well, the, the first icing thing on I the thought cake. of was how in the hell did he get those seats. Yeah, right. Why well, didn't they let really anybody sit back there? Because I know. The, the, it was in the pitcher's yeah. view yeah. line. I mean, they, it'd be distracting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think the pitcher was like, what's that sign? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, what, what yeah. Is, what is this? Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, how, how did you take that Minnesota game, Willie? Um... <laughs> Because yeah. I mean, that's uh, I think the the best word I've seen yeah. for it is aggravating. Andy Fayo yes. said to me that I, mean, I saw you got him the next beat day by said, a team that kicked four field goals. Yeah. that's it. Cool. That's it. Yes, and uh, and I mean I'm sorry, but that's and and the thing about it is, and we see it coming. You're actually watching it come. You know what's going to happen, 
And it's just it's just frustrating as hell. And I mean, I feel and I feel sorry for you know I feel sorry for every quarterback in the last four years. I mean, I feel sorry for that kid. I I don't know what I and when Kirk keeps on saying, well, you know, we evaluate him at practice, and he's the one that you keep on thinking, how bad are these other guys? Do they can can they throw the ball at all? Can they run? Are they in wheelchairs? Why? I mean, it's just. Yeah. And I think that really kind of to hits the the biggest por- yeah. portion of of the failure of Brian Ferentz's offensive yeah. coordinator, and I think it's fair to call it that. It hasn't been a complete failure at all times. I mean, no. he's had good games, uh, and he's been dealt a, a tough hand at times, especially this season. You've lost your quarterback, you've yes. lost your biggest weapons in the in the tight ends, yeah. you haven't had your uh, full stable of running backs for most of the games. Mm-hmm. But the recruitment and development of the quarterback has just it's just been lacking, Joe, and it's it's to the point now where this is what we have on our roster. Yes, we. We lost our first string quarterback, but you feel like there needs to be a more prepared player uh, than than what we're seeing from Deacon Hill. And, and nothing against him; he's doing the best he can. Uh, but he is clearly being put in a position that he's not ready for, and, and that's that's a, a damning statement on on the entire offensive coaching staff. Well, yeah, and 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 obviously I've been at the forefront of this, and and people think like I've got uh, uh, you know Bart is a year or or something like that. Like all you do is pick the phone and say, "Hey, I think we should get rid of you know somebody." Well, well, I don't, but but yeah, it's. I mean, I invest a lot of time, a lot of money in this thing. Okay, I mean, I'm buying season tickets. Uh, during my tenure as president, we've the, you know, the I Club here in Des Moines has donated, you know, through our events and stuff, in over a million bucks wow. in, in 20, 25 years. So, so I got a lot invested in it, and and it is it's 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 boring football. I'm always okay with it as long as we win. But last week, you know, to your point, yeah. it was very frustrating because the offense lost the game. The yeah. defense played more than well enough yeah. to win the game, and then the referees kind of took it from us. Oh. It, 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 remember the old wide world of sports. That way you use that analogy, but that's the way that it was in the Minnesota game. It was like the wide world sports. The thrill of victory. The agony. The- and then they took it away from us. So agony of defeat. And then they came back and showed the replay. <laughs> yeah. And it was like the thrill of victory. No, there's some absurd rule we're going to throw. But, but beyond that, yeah. I mean, it's, it's Brian's performance, whatever. There's there's a lot of reasons behind it, whatever. But it's not working. Okay, it's just not working. I think a big part of it's recruiting. I think a secondary part of it's developing, mm-hmm. and I think a third part of it is is probably some schemes and some different things. And another big part of it is injuries. Let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. You, you, you don't win very much when you lose your first string quarterback. When you lose your number one offensive weapon, probably your number two offensive weapon in all as well. Um, but but yeah, it it it, it it's, it's time, and we'll talk a lot more about this. My question is, the timing of this announcement, a lot of different. Would factors. you think it would have made a difference Just if they win think. the game? Oh, they're, they're, that, this announcement's one? not being being made. Yeah, and that's that's kind yeah. of the Absolutely weird place not. where where yeah. we are, Absolutely and we're really not. where we were much of last year too. Right. Where um, the the inconvenient truth of all of this mm. is that Kirk Ferentz is mostly right, and, and Brian Ferentz is mostly right when they say, "Hey, this is how we do it, yeah. and it typically works." And you're right if if they don't get hosed by the officials yeah. at the end of that Minnesota game, they're seven and one, seven and one. They're leading the Big Ten West. I mean, yeah. it, it all feels a lot different. It felt like all of that was kind of built on pillars of sand that came collapsing down when they called that that punt return back yeah um but you you're right i think the timing of this is is really interesting joe and especially i mean kirk ferentz was clearly upset tuesday uh he was never going to say anything inflammatory but yes he was caught off guard and i think more than anything this isn't how we do it right and and for 25 years i've I've led this program in a certain way uh this is how we do things i don't even think about my own job until after this season let alone firing
firing yeah. a coach midseason. We evaluate things at the end of the season. But you didn't even fire him midseason. No. You, you, you didn't fire him. You, you, you put him lame duck through the yeah, end of the exactly. season. I mean, I can't. That's got to be a tough thing to do. That, you know, okay, you're going to be gone and you're, you're just in there. You're a dead man walking. Yes. That's what you are. And, and, this, and, is, and this is Brian Ferentz, and I know that a lot of people are very frustrated with his, with his, uh, his performance as, as offensive coordinator. But Brian Ferentz was a great offensive lineman for us. I mean, the guy bleeds black and gold, oh, okay? Doubt, yeah. He's There's a no great Hawkeye. Yes. He's one of us, yes. okay? Yeah. And to treat him that way, I, I, and to treat Kirk that way, it's like a double whammy. It's just like, okay, Brian is busting his butt. He's not trying to lose games. He's not trying to... Yeah. It just hasn't worked, okay? That, that, that's just... It's, it, I think uh, somebody said he lost his fastball. Yeah. Between yeah. last year, the, after the Penn State game, for the Penn State game, we made that great call. Till now, I don't know what happened, but he can't throw a fastball anymore. I just don't understand that. I mean, I really can't believe that there's nobody sitting on the bench that they, they would at least give a shot to. Where's our Bobby Boucher? I mean, there's got to be somebody there. Give him a shot. Yeah, put Cooper DeGene in the Cooper DeGene. Yeah, right? Well, I mean, I mean that, you know, yeah. everybody thinks about that, and that, that would be that would be fun to watch. You want a, 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 a money for your entertainment value? There you go. I, I do think the timing of this, part of it, yeah. the interesting thing is in the new day and age, and we learned last offseason, I mean, it wasn't after the bowl game mm-hmm. that, that Cade McNamara announced he was coming to Iowa. It may have even yeah. been, been before the Big Ten championship game. I don't remember the exact timing of it, but it was, it was early to mid-December when and I would kind of utilize the yeah. transfer portal. And so I wonder if that has something to do with this thinking where we can't wait until January 1st to make a move like this because college football is no longer on this kind of, hey, the end of the season comes and then you start next season. You're constantly recruiting your own players and players in the transfer portal. So I do wonder how much that had to do with it, just kind of the, the different landscape that we're in now than we were even just a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think I think you're exactly right. There, there's got to be something behind this because an interim athletic director doesn't come in and make her first move uh, doing this. Huge coach's move. son. Yes. Uh, it, 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 and you get down to it, it's like, why didn't you do it a week ago during the bye week? The yes. first couple of days of the bye week, even then it's shocker, okay? But I just don't see the benefit of it. You hope the team really rallies around. Everything I'm hearing is that the players love Brian. Yes. Okay, they love Kirk, they love Brian, and they will use this as a rally point, you know, the world against us kind of thing, and Kirk didn't allow the players to come out and even talk about it. He wants to keep him. He wants to keep everything He's you know, always kind of behind act. closed I mean, doors. He always he handles is. him. I mean, you, lo- you, watch, you watch with da- uh, uh, Dabo Sweezy, uh, uh, Dabo. Dabo, Dabo, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, calling yeah. out, uh, and, and, you know, just Kirk's way above that. Yeah, to- totally way above, way above it. And, and I think uh, it, it shows that Brian Ferentz, A, they, they believe in the class that he has, that he is a stand-up guy like his father. To be able to make this move and still entrust him with this offense for the yeah. next mm-hmm. four, five, six games uh, moving forward, and for him to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm in on this all in, I, I have no doubt that he's going to try his hardest, do his best, uh, maybe even coach a little looser than he has, and, and that does speak a lot to the character of the Ferentz family. <laughs> When they do like crazy stuff, like Statue of Liberty plays, and <laughs> some, some some of like the Three Stooges plays and stuff. If you fire most people halfway through the season, they're gone. Yeah, they're, they're walking out the door. Well, and even if they around? and if they aren't, you don't trust them to lead this group of young men, to lead this offense, to to yeah. to represent the program in a good way. And clearly, the Ferentz family has that trust, and I do think that speaks a lot to their to their character. No, absolutely. And I think if you're if the team was two and six. 
I get it. Yeah. Okay. I, I totally get it. It's time to go, and you're really the reason that we're losing games. But but we are six and two. Still a lot to play for. Still a potential for a ten game, ten game uh, or ten wins this season. Maybe even eleven if we get to a bowl game. Uh, we're going to get to a bowl game. But you know that a lot of things got to go right. We're playing in the margins. We everybody's talked about all that. You can't have turnovers, right? But. It's a game where you're going to have turnovers. The other team's right. trying to get you to have turnovers. We're yeah. trying to cause them to have turnovers. Hey, I mean, the Chiefs had a bunch of them the other night. Right. So if they can have them, anybody yes. can have them. You're, you're no. going to have games where you're going to have them. But, you know, let, time's going to tell now. I mean, we're going to see what's going to happen in the next four games. This is interesting. This is, this is, like, this is like a soap opera. It really it is. is. Yeah. You win a couple of games, bad taste is kind of going to be out of a lot of our mouths, right? For sure. But if we go up to a Northwestern, lay an egg, and, you know, somehow another lose 13 to 10 or something, and Rutgers, I think, is a lot better than Northwestern is. We get them at Kinnick the following weekend. You know, we win two games. I think things are going to be better. We lose a game or two. Mm, yeah, this this game Saturday feels like feels like there's more weight on no it than just one game. Yeah, you know? there's no because margin for error. There, right there is none. Northwestern seems to be playing well. You're in a weird environment in Wrigley Field. Uh, it's not a road environment. I think there will be a lot of Hawkeye fans there. Um, yeah. But it does feel like there's more on this game. But Kirk's track record in moments like this, when his back's against the wall, when everybody expects him to fall apart, this is when he seems to have his best. I mean, the end of the 2014 season, it felt like it was all over. He comes out and wins 12 games in 2015. Uh, After two weeks of the 2020 season, they're 0-2 after that tumultuous offseason. It really felt like he may have lost this program. This is going to go downhill quickly. They win the next six games and really won the next 12 games in a row because they started 6-0 the following season. And so, that's where I'm kind of hanging my hope for this weekend, especially is uh, when 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 Kirk's up against the ropes, he see, he comes out swinging, oh, yeah. and he usually does pretty well. And he does it in such a class uh, classy way too. I mean, he just doesn't, you know, you just he never he'd be a good poker player because he never really plays his cards. <laughs> he's right well. about just, that. That's a very good point. Yeah. yeah, he would be. No, he's you know he's a great guy. I mean, I've had the opportunity to talk to him, you know, one on one and different things. I don't know if we want to get into that in this segment or not, but but um, you know he he has a strategy to win football games. Okay, we don't all agree with that strategy, right? But he's first one to tell you that it is tough to recruit, you know, kind of the elite athlete, if you will, on offense. And if you look around, you look at Minnesota. How many wide receivers, uh, quarterbacks have they put in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Nebraska, uh, Purdue, eh, Purdue had a few. Uh, Illinois. Uh, the you know, thing I didn't like is when he lost don't... Charlie Jones, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, but he he obviously made the right move to yeah. go very good. But I mean, and that's the whole thing. I mean, I'm a I'm a great fan. I love him. But I mean, there's got to be some entertainment value to it. I mean, sometimes Absolutely. it's just hard to hard to watch. And again, that that's I think part of the disconnect yeah. is I think Kirk Ferentz looks at this, and I've heard from other coaches in other sports and in football where they they don't understand how fans aren't happy with with the product yeah. on the field because to coaches the entertainment value almost means almost nothing. It's just wins. There's exactly. one stat. Yeah. There's one stat that matters. It doesn't matter how you get there. Mm-hmm. It's it's wins, and and that's where. Joe, I'm a little worried. You know, we we as Hawkeye fans like to make fun of Nebraska and other teams. I mean, Nebraska fired a nine win Bo Pelini yeah. and have, haven't been to a bowl and game since. And Italian guy too. Yes, and that, that's right. I don't want to yeah, get right. into yeah, it. Exactly. I don't want to get into it. But okay. but that's a program with national championships yeah, in their trophy over. case, right? And I know a lot of Hawkeye fans are ready for the Kirk Ferentz era to end, and I want to talk about that in our next segment. Uh, but. 
let's be careful about pushing a winning coach out the door and 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 thumbing our nose at Alleged. nine and ten win seasons. Not, not only winning, you're, 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 he's the guy with the statue because <laughs> so, yeah, Hall of Fame. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. He's so, thirteen victories from being the winningest coach in Big Ten. Yeah. Oh, second, second. I don't think he can catch Stag. Yeah. Right. Uh, in, in, in I mean, he's going to pass Bo Schimbeckler yes. and Woody Hayes. Yes. Yeah. And again, this is a season. I think and he's well, six and two. Well, yeah, that's not that's like the thing. Yeah. One, one of the more difficult parts about this whole conversation is the bottom hasn't dropped out in this program. I mean, you no. could look at a lot of programs and say, yes, it was time for them to move on because they won four games and you know haven't made it to a bowl game. Iowa is going to their 22nd bowl in the last 23 years. They're six and two. They're probably still a favorite to win the Big Ten West this season. Now, these four games are not going to be easily won, but you could see Iowa winning these games, and it's hard to imagine. I think I, I saw Chad Lysko had the stat over the last 10 years, Iowa averages 9.2 wins, and that includes a COVID season where they only played eight games. And so you're talking more than nine wins a year on average over a decade span. Iowa is not going to have that level of success under almost anybody else, and it feels like fans aren't appreciating that enough. Now, I also sit there on Saturday afternoon and throw things at my TV and, you know, am anxious in every moment. Brian, what'd you call and, that one Yeah, exactly. And I'm sure, yeah, Joe, I'm sure play? you hear it in the stands every Saturday at Kinnick. And so there, there is this kind of push and pull, give and take of, there does have to be entertainment factored into it, but for a coach, they don't care about that. Kirk, no. Kirk sees wins, and he, I don't think he can... Con- Calculate why everybody's not just happy. I don't. Yeah, that. I don't think on his contract it says. Oh, by the way, make sure it's entertaining. Yeah, I don't exactly. think that has anything to exactly. do with it. Exactly. Yeah. Win, win. Uh, walking out of Kinnick Stadium with a win, whether it's thirteen to ten or it's thirty-seven to thirty-six, mm-hmm. it's it's still a win. It, I, it, you want to win number one because I've walked out of there many times and we've lost. Yes, and that's the worst feeling. And our offenses look good. Right? Yes, and uh, I mean, and that, I mean, even even in the the moments that we had the celebration of Cooper DeGene's punt return against Minnesota, oh. it was like, ah, see, bring it on, yeah. suck it, we did it again, right? We found a way again. This team finds a way to they, win. They do, and hopefully they will. Uh, he is Joe Schmelka, and he is Willie Farrell. I'm Andrew Downs. This is the Hawkeye Nation Radio Show here on 106.3 KXNO and the Hawkeye Nation Podcast Network. When we come back, let's look a little bit at the future, not the immediate future, at the long term future of this program of Kirk Ferentz of Beth Getz and her uh, tenure and, uh, and and what's next at offensive coordinator. Uh, in our final segment, we'll look ahead to this game against Northwestern at Wrigley. This is the Hawkeye Nation Radio Show here on Miss Partners. in black here on the HawkeyeNation.com radio show, 106.3 KXNO and the Hawkeye Nation podcast network. If you missed any of uh, the first segment, it was a fun one. Uh, check it out at the podcast page on HawkeyeNation.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Andrew Downs, Joe Schmelka, and our good buddy Willie Farrell in talking today. Lots to talk about. In the, Question. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and since they're going to be a Wrigley kid, uh, will, will the Hawks come into back in black, you think? Ooh, that's a good question. I wonder. Yeah, I doubt know, it's, it. It's a home game for Northwestern. Is, it, is, oh, is yeah, that how yeah, they're pitching it? It's a home, home game, game for them. I didn't know if it was the only like reason a they're doing site. it there is because Northwestern's tearing their stadium. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm going. I'm bringing my. Uh, actually, bringing my daughter, my little daughter, who's 28, is actually coming <laughs> with us, and we're going to go and spend the weekend in Chicago, see some family. Oh, that's awesome. I'm excited. Uh, this is. I've never been to a football game there, so it'd be kind of cool. We'll preview that game a little bit uh, coming up. But before we do that, guys, I just wanted to talk some big picture stuff. I guess first, let, let's focus on on Beth Gett. 
Jets. The interim athletic director um, still has that interim tag, although the moves she made this week, I, th- I think, signify that she's ready for this job, whether oh, or not I Can was ready for that? it. Oh, by the way, you, you, you we're thinking about giving you the job. Uh, we got one little thing we want yeah. you to do. <laughs> yeah. Fire the head coach's Fire the son. Co- yeah. Fire the coach's yeah. son. Fire the first assistant coach that's been yeah, fired yeah. other than yeah. Chris Doyle Kill in Jesus 25 son. years. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and and yeah. then, I mean, she put her name on it. I was glad to see the statement came from her. It was, I had a conversation with these people. I made the decision. I let Brian Ferentz yeah. know he'd no longer be with the program. And I then I was glad she to, did. I liked every way she handled it. I was she glad she it in the other day when too many times. But other than that, <laughs> I thought she was fantastic. I was glad she, she came out yeah. and talked to the press after yeah. Kirk Ferentz had his media availability on Tuesday. I think she needed to do that. Uh, she needs to be the face of this thing. I said, Joe, on, on this Hawkeye Nation podcast, uh, I did an instant reaction Monday after after we learned this stuff. And uh, and the way I worded it was, you know, we're seeing the end of the Brian Ferentz era, and I think we're seeing the beginning of the Beth Getz era. Uh, she is a, a strong athletic director. She's not going to be pushed around. Um, you know, Gary Barta had his ups and downs and his goods and bads, but I don't think he was able to make a move like this, certainly in season. Now, whether you agree with the move or not, it's a strong move coming from, from Beth Getz. And I think, again, a uh, uh, an indication of what we're going to see from her that nobody's bigger in this athletic department than she is. Well, uh, Kirk Ferentz is no longer the most powerful yeah. person in this athletic Bart department. Bart and Ferentz are very, very tight, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so. so I mean, so I mean that that's gotta that's gotta be yes. something there. Oh, my buddy's gone. Who are you again? I mean, that's gotta be a tough thing. It and has to be tough t- for yeah, Kirk, yeah, yeah, to have yeah. this. And, and again, she's still the interim athletic director. Yeah. That interim is still on her door. She doesn't have this job fully, and yet she's making moves that mm-hmm. uh, really feel like an. an, an but I, I've I've liked the way she's handled herself this week. Um, I think this was a, a strong move and probably a needed move, whether you agree with the timing or not. Um, and I think fans, the, the the biggest reaction I've seen from fans is remove that interim right now. She just got this job. I agree. I agree. How do you feel about that, Joe? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know that it was really her decision. Yeah. I, I question it because of all the things you guys have just said. She's the interim athletic director, and she's stepping in and doing something uh, to a Hall of Fame coach yes. who is 6-2. and two. Yes. Okay. I mean, if the program's falling apart, I, I get it. Yes. But I'm still trying to figure out where this came from because... It should have been done a week ago, uh, if it was going to be done. Mm-hmm. During the bye week, gives everybody a chance to kind of decipher it. You don't want to hurt the kids. You don't want to hurt the preparation for the program. we still got a lot to play for this year. Uh, it's bold move, no doubt about it. Um, and now we're going to see how it plays out. But... I think that's I a really good point. More behind, I think there's, there's more there's behind the scenes. Where yeah. it comes from Just. stuff. Where'd that come from? Yes. Where'd it come from that those kids got... Uh, uh, Caught up in the gambling, gambling right? There's some secret society yes. someplace. <laughs> that's Soros, is, Soros yeah. is Soros behind City. it. Sor- George Soros yeah. is behind it. That's an interesting point, though, Joe, because a lot of people are are cheering Beth Getz and, and this move she made this week. But what if it doesn't end well? What if it, what if they go one and three? What if this is a disruption to the season, which has been a pretty successful season, all things considered? And all of a sudden, things do fall I apart. I don't. And, and I they, don't think it will. I think the team's going to really rally around this whole thing. I think Kirk's like we talked about in the other segment. I think. I think things are going to be fine. Does that mean we're going to win all four games? No. I don't know that we're good enough to win all four right. games. Nebraska's playing a lot better. Northwestern's playing better. Rutgers, pretty good team. Uh, we we got four games. We could win. We could lose. They're going to be close. They're going to be tough games. But my thing is is more with the donors, okay? Like we talked about it uh, during the break here. Yeah, you got some big guys, and, and they've donated a lot of money, and they're big supporters of Iowa Athletics. Uh, they really like Kirk. 
I don't know anybody, okay, in the the big donor level. I know a lot of fans that, how do I want to say this uh, nicely, uh, they don't donate any money. They don't even go to most of the football games. But, man, they're ready there to armchair quarterback <laughs> oh, yeah. and critique and everything, right? And we all do that. We all do that with all of our teams. But... Yeah, those guys are, are are frustrated with it because it's kind of like the Tom Davis thing. He got us to the tournament every year, but that wasn't good enough after five, ten years, right? Yes. And we got to go higher, and and I get that. And then you see the women's basketball program. We get there. We get to the national championship game. Why can't the football team do that? Why can't you know some of these other things? You get the frustration of the fan. I I I to me, I don't see Beth. I just don't see Beth doing this on her own at mm. this time. I don't understand the timing of it. I think there's I think there's something else there. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, well, but something's going on. Well, my family in this I know state. about the mob, so basically uh, <laughs> well, she had a there. button so she could be a made guy. That's what she did. She had to whack somebody and now she's a made guy. Well, speaking of made men, Kirk Ferentz certainly is is one of those. He, he's he's earned his legacy. He deserves it, and uh, it'll be interesting to see. He didn't have an answer yesterday. Well, he had an answer for, is this your final season? And it's the answer he would have given any other season at any other point, which is I evaluate everything at the end of the year, whether that's my job or somebody else's He's job. So steady, it's I, I haven't even thought about yeah. this. Hasn't even crossed my mind. Now, whether or not you believe that, you know, that that's up to you, but that's that's what he's going to say uh, from yeah. here until the end of the bowl game. The question is, uh, what is next for Kirk? Does he stick around? Does he hang it up after this year? Um, what do we want to see from Kirk? What's, what's a storybook ending for his tenure? look like at this point. I think, like I said before, I think Kirk really wants the Big Ten all-time win, or second, I'm sorry, he's going to get, going to pass Bo Schembechler. I think he's got four victories to get past Bo, and then he's got 13 victories as we sit here right now to get past Woody Hayes. And I think he really wants to do that, and if you look at it, eight, nine, ten wins, he's got two, three years left, Yep. and and he's there. And then he's 70 years old, and and, and, and he kind of retires. He's in great shape, yeah, uh, Kirk right. is in better shape right now, you know. See, nobody got, the only yeah. guy chews gum better than him is Pete Carroll. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's, uh, I think I'd like to see a chew off between the two. He talked a lot about yeah. during the pandemic, you know, yeah. that that showed him, I'm not ready to be home all day, oh, every no. day yet. I'm not ready to hang this no, thing up no, yet. No, Kirk, Kirk loves working. He he loves the camaraderie. He loves the group guys that he works with, his coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And that would be the biggest thing. Everybody's got to realize, we don't just lose Brian. If you lose Kirk... Yes. Yeah, you, you know, you, you're going to lose Parker. Yeah, you're yeah you lose, lose Parker. Lamar Woods, you lose all those guys. The thing with Hayden, the transition, yeah. I think Hayden was, frankly, had a say, yes or no, yeah. on who was going to be our next And, and how old was Hayden? Like, it was, Hayden was in his 70s by the time he was gone, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, the so. big, yeah. biggest thing with Hayden is he had cancer. Yeah. yeah. And he really couldn't recruit and mm-hmm. he couldn't do a lot of things. The plan was for, I think, Bobby Elliott to ultimately uh, succeed him. But then Bobby Elliott had cancer, too, so... Uh, you know, every, everything just kind of fell apart during that time. But but the transition was very good. This could be a very chaotic, crazy transition at a time when you got the Pac-12 guys coming in and all kinds of changes going on. Ah, yeah. I mean, how does Kirk feel about all the changes too? I know he right. can't be happy with all that too. I mean, no. that's, that's got to be part of what what uh, makes a decision for him. Yeah, and, and he's I done a good so. job of embracing the transfer yeah. portal and, and name, image, likeness, and all that. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people feared he wouldn't be able to, to change with the times, and he has been able yeah. to do that. Um, and now I guess the question is, you know, let's assume he will be Iowa's head coach next season. We know Iowa have a, will have a different offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? I mean, is, is Kirk – because – 
let's be honest, three offensive coordinators under Kirk Ferentz, they've all kind of looked the same. Fans have all been pretty upset about it. I think the common denominator is clear. This is exactly. Kirk Ferentz doesn't want an offense that's going to put his team in jeopardy of losing games, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. so if that means having an offense that doesn't do a whole lot and allows his defense and special teams to go out and win games, that's preferable to an offense that's trying to throw the ball down the field, turning Fumble the ball through, over, yeah. yeah, putting his defense in bad spots, yeah, fumbling the ball, all of those things. Um, is he going to be able to let go of those reins if they bring in an offensive coordinator to kind of you know, move this offense into the 21st century? Is that something we even want? I mean, how, how do you feel as you look at uh, at the next offensive coordinator for the Iowa Hawkeyes? This looks like a sitcom to me. This looks like a, a new sitcom <laughs> where uh, he plays his way, but here comes so and so, you know, yeah, absolutely, yeah. and they get along under the same roof. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I don't. I just don't see. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if you. Kirk has a strategy to win a game. I mean, I've sat down and we've had a conversation about you know. There's a lot of ways to win a football game. And he's won a and, lot of them. And yeah. but when we're at our best, mm-hmm. as when we got big ugly guys up front and they're 23 year olds, and I don't care how talented yeah. the Michigan guy is, the Ohio State guy, or the guy across from him is, they can be all the talent in the world. But you slug them in the mouth enough, mm-hmm. they don't want to play anymore. I mean, they're not as tough as our guys right now. It starts with our offensive line. That's our problems with mm-hmm. offense. We have whiffed on several uh, offensive line recruits. We're young. We're not nearly as well, talented. Well, like you said, you're there. young. He, Kirk likes a 23 year old. So you, you got at to. this point, yeah, they're, they're not. They're not. They're where not he wants there. them to be. And so, yeah. to me, that's a bigger part of our offense uh, than, than Petrus or, or or what's going on right now. We have got to get back to a point where we have a dominating offensive line. We don't. No. Okay. We got dominating defense. We got dominating special teams. We don't have a very good offensive line. Yeah, let's, and that's let's where everything starts. If you don't have an offensive line, you can't do anything. I don't care what plays you're running. Yeah, particularly, yeah. particularly our offensive scheme, which yeah. is play action. Yeah. Yes. You know, and you can't run the ball. They're going to put nine guys in the box. You got to find some way, though. To, you do. I don't care if it's a swing pass. You know, we got two screen passes we run, and we got about four running plays that we run. Yep. And then we run them all again. Yes. <laughs> and that's where I'm down a little bit. Three Two yards things with Brian. Dust. There's something going on with recruiting, and, and, and you got to come up with something a little bit better. The other thing, maybe we talk about in the next segment, I don't know. I've, I've said this before. This all started when Chris Doyle mm-hmm. got booted. Yep, absolutely. Okay? And I think Chris Doyle had a bigger, off, bigger impact on the offensive line than any position. People don't realize he wasn't just a strength coach. Right. He was the... The head assistant coach. I mean, when Kirk was off recruiting, who's was, running stuff? He was the glue. That he was the dude. Yeah. And, and and we lost the dude. And I'm yeah. sure the, the the guy that's doing the strength coach now, he's good. But he's no Chris Doyle. Right. I mean, there was only one Chris Doyle. Where is Chris that Doyle now? hurt. Well, he was going to coach for Urban Meyer, yeah, and then I, they had a huge, yep. you know, racial thing about quick, that. Man. So they he stepped. He back was still it was still a little that. too soon, I think. Yeah. I, I wonder if now he could find a job. You know, we're a few years removed. It, it, it'll be interesting to see because you're right. I mean, he's the track record he laid down at Iowa is as good as you're ever going to get. How about the, Kirk, Kirk Howard's a new guy, and they're looking at him, and he's going, "Is that Chris Doyle with a mustache? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, right, it's exactly. a whole different guy. <laughs> yeah, like Bobby Valentine with it's the Mets. Like, yeah. Comes back Bobby into the dugout. Yeah, exactly. Maybe." 
maybe we'll <laughs> see something like that. Yeah. But you know, Iowa now again with this kind of new era of college football, mm-hmm. Iowa is one of the haves. Iowa's in yeah. the big boy league, right? The Big Ten is a big boy league, and, and now you're going to have enough money to go out. And if you want to go get a name, if you want to go get an offensive coordinator from another Power Five conference, you can afford to go and do that. It's just a matter of is that what Kirk wants? Uh, is that what Iowa wants? And then. We all have to understand that the recruiting piece of this, too. If you're going to change this offense, it's not going to happen next season. Now, the transfer portal can help with that. You can bring in the type of player you want. Um, But it's going to be a couple of years, and there's going to be some growing pains here as as we transition uh, out of The league in itself is going to be growing pains. I don't care even how good you are. That might not make a difference. And and I brought this up, too. You you wonder in this new Big Ten, because there's there's this thought out there that the way Iowa plays only works because they play Big Ten West teams. And Mm -hmm. now, first of all, we're going to play three Big Ten West teams every year because of our our protected rivalries. But you wonder if in the new Big Ten it's not smarter to, to be a different team, to give teams a different look. Are you going to try to out-recruit USC for quarterbacks and out-recruit Ohio State for wide receivers and and run up and down the field on schools like that? Or are you going to give them a different look and make them play a way that they don't want to play and and that it's hard to prepare for and have these kind of slug-it-out games? That's right, exactly. And it's only been recently that Iowa hasn't been able to be competitive in some of those games. And and that's been, uh, I think, also... Because we've had a weak offense. Yes, and that's been a major frustration. So how many teams are going to be in the Big Ten? It'll be 18, 18. next 18. year. Yeah, Big 10. Well, not next year. I think USC and UCLA come in next year. They come in next year. 2025, Washington. Is that right? Yeah. yeah it's, it's hard to keep track of I could be wrong thing. on that, but it's hard it to keep track of As a little kid, you just knew, oh. you know, it was like you learn your alphabet. You learn the Big 10, you yes. learn the Big 8. Now yeah. you have. No I think it's hard enough for me to realize there were 11 teams in the Big yeah, 10. Exactly. Now it's just you throw, throw yeah. the, uh, the whole thing out. Yeah. Uh, Iowa does have a game this week. We do need to talk about that. It is a big game, it feels important, uh, and, and, it's, and it's in a cool spot in Wrigley Field. I know you're both going to be there. We're going to talk about that. It's Joe Schmelka, Willie Farrell, Andrew Downs here on the Hawkeye Nation radio show. It's 106.3 KXNO in the Hawkeye Nation podcast. The Ed Council. Back in black once again here on the HawkeyeNation.com radio show, 106.3 KXNO in the Hawkeye Nation podcast network. If you miss any of a lively show with uh, Joe Schmelka, Willie Farrell, and myself, Andrew Downs, you can find it anywhere you get your podcasts. Just search Hawkeye Nation or go to HawkeyeNation.com. That's where you're going to get the best coverage of Hawkeye sports anywhere and this podcast as well as our entire podcast network. Uh, HawkeyeNation.com is where to go for that. Guys, it feels like more than a week has passed since that Minnesota game, but uh, mm-hmm. it, we have just had one week off and, and now we look ahead to uh, to this weekend. It's a Saturday afternoon game north side of Chicago at Wrigley Field. You've got Northwestern hosting Iowa. A 2.30 kick. It's on Peacock. So if, you, if you've if you held on to your Peacock subscription from a couple of weeks ago, uh, log back into that if you haven't. Uh, you may want to just hold on to that because I think seven of the Iowa women's yeah, basketball exactly. games are there. Yeah. Yeah. A couple yeah. of men's yeah. games. Exactly. And yeah, so, so hold on to that. that. Um, and and hopefully the the broadcast is it wasn't great last yeah. time it wasn't terrible but it wasn't great you know you you lose these networks and you you kind of worry about that but anyway that's neither here nor there it's a two thirty kick on Peacock and again you're both going to be inside Wrigley Most Stadium important this, this thing is I got to cool. worry about is do I do I go Giordano's or do I go Pizza Uno <laughs> or do I go Melnati's I don't know so that's going to be a, a tough decision here. We're down. Uh, we're trying to get into. Is it Geno's East? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. We're down on Michigan Avenue. Is where our hotel is. That's so. awesome. The best Italian beef sandwich is up North Side. You go to Johnny's North Side Italian Beef. Really? Best Italian beef sandwich you'll ever. It's in Elmwood Park. That's my favorite That's right. sandwich in the world. So I'm I'm glad you said that. I'm yes, gonna, I'm going to make a note of that. Yeah. Um, 
I guess first of all, are you are you excited about just being inside the the friendly confines of Wrigley Field I've, and yeah, watching never, a football never, game? I mean, you been to a football game there before? I've never been to a football I'll game. You, no, I haven't either. No, so no. this is going to be wild to see. Yeah, did you, definitely. Did you hear Kirk yesterday talking about some of the adjustments they got to yeah. make? So, so the football field is going to run from like the third baseline to the right field outfield. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right, so the you got an angle okay. there. Yeah. And then the second thing that's crazy is so it's like this: both teams, old school. They're both on the same side of the field. Yep. Oh, wow. On opposite sides of the 50. Yeah. So imagine you're down here, mm-hmm. you know, down at this end, and you're clear over here, and you got a substitute. Yeah. One, it's going to be hard to see. Oh, I suppose wow. you got people yeah. up top in the press box and everything. But you got a big old defensive lineman. They're, <laughs> they're going to be gassed <laughs> by the time they run from here to there. Yeah, you, you know? I mean, he, Kirk was a little ornery in his press yeah. conference for other reasons, but you could tell he's not super excited about the the adjustment yeah. of, I mean, he just wants to go and play a football game. This, this is going to be is, a circus but, more than anything else. Yeah, I absolutely. Think, yeah, yeah. He but played at Yankee. The visuals, they played at Yankee Stadium in the pinstripe bowl. Well, Remember yeah. the field was terrible? Yeah, it was all frozen. And everything. I mean, we ended up winning, but what? What the heck? Yeah. No, it was a good game. It's I'm excited for the visuals of it. I think it'll look cool. Um, and yeah, hopefully it, it it's doesn't an important affect game things. for Iowa, though. It really is. It oh, really, it really yeah, does huge. feel like it's, yeah. there's more than one. I mean, because of everything that's happened this week, right. because of coming off that Minnesota loss and the emotional mm-hmm. uh, aspect of all of that, it really feels like a loss here could kind of spiral things for the rest of the year. And what's going to be, and then it's going to be uh, everybody's like a he said, she said kind yep. of thing, and everybody's going to start pointing fingers at each other. You don't need that. Absolutely, you don't need that. And at I mean, all. really. Even if it goes like yeah. it, letting go of Brian Ferentz the way that they have really opens up a lot of interesting possibilities. Mm. What if the offense looks good? What if Deacon Hill something clicks <laughs> exactly. with him in the bye week yeah. and and all of a sudden they put up twenty eight points yeah. against Northwestern and, and win in a blowout and, and look yeah. pretty good doing it? That's what I'm hoping. It's I that's yeah. that's what we're, we're all hoping. hoping yeah. But we uh, all want him to look good. And win, you know, it's just you know? it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. Um, Northwestern looked good in their win last weekend. They're playing better. Who did they play? Uh, they beat. Um, who did they, they played. beat? I'll, I'll pull that up here, but I, I know they were they were down early and then ended up uh, coming back. back. One, yeah, yeah. Um, and they've had a. I mean, they had as tough of a start to the season as, as oh, anybody. Their, could their have. coach has been under fire. For, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, because he. Uh, yeah, so Pat well, Fitzgerald got yes, let go can, right yeah. at the start of the season with the the hazing allegations and right. all that. Uh, they were not a good team to begin with, so mm-hmm. it really felt like it was all going to fall apart. It was Maryland they came back and beat yeah. uh, last week, put up thirty three mm-hmm. points on Maryland, uh, and they've won more games this season than I think anybody expected them to. So they've got that kind of chip on their shoulder, yeah. us against the world thing well, going obviously, for them I mean, as well. I was going through what they did earlier. Yeah. It was basically a lot of in, inner turmoil and, and they found the right way to come out of it and hopefully Iowa can do the same thing. Yeah, so it's going to be yeah. interesting to see. I mean, this isn't the, the kind of walkover game that I think mm-hmm. we all expected yeah. at the start of the season. No, it's it's. it's uh, I don't see how there's going to be very many points scored by either no. team. I mean, our defense. What is, is the over really, Well, it's twenty nine and, and a half. It went and up half. to thirty one yeah. real quick. Yeah, and so, I put I put a thing out on Twitter. You know, how low would this have to be for you to confidently bet the I heard over? You say that, yeah, I, th- I, th- 24? I think it has to be. Uh, yeah, low twenties. Yeah, I mean, f- before you really well, feel good about it. Yeah. I saw some people say, you know, hey, like two points, I'm guaranteed a push. <laughs> you know? um, That's true. I think twenty nine is a big number for you know for for these two offenses. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a low scoring game, Joe. It's it's a broken record at this point with you and I on these Thursday shows, right? I mean, we we know what to expect from these games. They're going to be low scoring. Turnovers are going to be important. Special teams and defense, field position games. Mm-hmm. It's going to come down to who makes the one or two big plays, uh, and if the refs take those plays away from us. Yeah, well, and, and like we said too, we got to run the ball. 
Yeah. I mean, that was the thing that, that helped us so much against Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's the thing that hurt us so much against Minnesota. We couldn't run the damn ball. And, and then we had to pass. So then what happens? Bad things happen when you got an inexperienced quarterback. He's a great kid. Throws a ball 100 miles I'm telling hour. you, he's going to be a real – I think yeah. he's going to be a pretty good quarterback. But right now, he's not. Yeah. And he hasn't played hardly at all. He got shut down because of COVID his senior high school year. Didn't play, didn't play. So it's 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 tough situation. We do not want the game uh, residing or, or needing to be in Deacon Hill's hands. We have got to be able to run the ball. We got to create some turnovers. We're going to create a single turnover against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a chance with a with a pop fly interception that we could have come down with. Would have saved us three points. But you know, we we got to do those things. We got to take care of the ball. We got to be able to run the ball. If we can't do those two things, I don't know how we win any game the rest of the year. You know, we've done that pretty well, really, except against Penn State. We've protected the ball. We've run the ball a little bit anyway. Yeah. And we were getting better at running the ball. And now all of a sudden, man, Minnesota puts eight and nine guys in the box. I watched tape. And yeah. Brian just seemed to have no answer for it. No, you need to be able to keep like the You've got to figure something out. That, I mean, yeah. just heave it long. But he couldn't do that because the offensive line wasn't. I'm just hoping Saturday enough. night I'm sitting in a bar someplace going, 42 points. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe it. I think 24. Yeah, that's true. I think 24. <laughs> well, I think know, we get to 17, we yeah, win. But, yeah. I agree, but yeah. Still. And, you know, and, and the defense has really come a long way this season. I mean, they were, they were never bad. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong on that. They, they, they were good. But they've, they've become elite over these last few weeks. And I think with this this break, uh, getting some people healthy, getting some rest, and then going into against this Northwestern team, I expect the defense to look great. You expect Jerusalem Stevens and Tory Taylor and the special teams units to do, do what they, they do. do. And you're exactly right. It's 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 going to be does Deacon Hill have to win this game? And if so, can he? And then hopefully you don't put him in that position because the running game is good enough. Yeah. You get a pick six. You, you know, you do whatever you need to do to to take it out of his hands and and let Kirk kind of put his stranglehold on the game midway through the third quarter and and you know run the clock Grind out. It out. Um, you don't want to put Deacon Hill in a position where he has to drive the team down the field Ooh, to score yeah. a touchdown to win this game because you just well, haven't seen well, that. You saw out what of, happened last of, game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You well, just haven't seen that yards. out of yeah. him yet. Can't do it. Can't he? Yeah. He, he, he can't you handle know, the pressure yet. The when, when yes. they put a unique defense up against him and they blitz and they do something, and that's what everybody's going to do yeah. until he shows that he can beat it. Spencer Petras, they should have like a quarterback support group where these guys all meet, <laughs> drink coffee, and talk. Absolutely. Really. With a counselor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, let's get, let's get some predictions here, Joe. What do you think is going to happen Saturday afternoon at Wrigley Field? Well, I'm hoping what, I'm hoping what Willie says happens. Yeah. I, I hope we get out there and we break something open and, and it's just, you know, boom, we go off the races. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, <laughs> It's field position. That's one thing that Minnesota really played against us. We we had really crappy field position a lot of that game. Um, we couldn't move the ball at all. But uh, we we, we got to win the turnover battle, and we got to be able to run the ball at least 125, 150 yards. That's not extraordinary, right? Our offense doesn't have to do that much. They just don't have to lose the damn game, and that's what they did last week with the turnovers. They couldn't move the ball and turn the ball over, and we lose. So I'm I'm going to go out there and say I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. Honestly, I. I I think it's going to be like 17 to 6. I mean, I just don't see I don't see Northwestern scoring much against our offense. Uh Tory Taylor's going to have a good day. Stevens kick field goal whatever if we need it. Um special teams will outplay their special teams. I don't see them scoring very much at all. How about you, Willie? I don't want to end up on good call, bad call. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I feel like the defense is going to do. I, I feel a pick six or yeah. or something like that. I feel or, like or Cooper's going to do so. something, something. Right? Yeah, he hasn't been on the field and, since that moment. Yeah, and, I, and I'm hoping they score. I'm going to I'm going to say 26. Nice, 26 to three. I love so it. Still under. 
Yeah, still on love the floor. Oh, yeah, of course. That. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Willie, man, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. This uh, if, is if, great. If you've enjoyed Willie, you're going to love his comedy show. Uh, I'm at the Funny Bone December yeah. 22nd and 23rd with Ed really? Wilson as my uh, MC. Oh, that's awesome. That's yes. going to be fun. And then how can people get a hold of you if they want to? I, I had a buddy of mine reach out to me. He's oh, heard yeah. you on the Murph and Andy show. Yeah. He's like, hey, I want to book him for a corporate event. And the, he loved it. I know. I What do you call it? Uh, I don't have my, my, my web up, but uh, there's a thing called the Bash. B A S H. That's how he got a hold of me, and uh, you go up in the bash, and I'm, I'm one of the comedians on there. Or they can just uh, call here and, and, and get a hold of me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Appreciate it, Willie. Thank, Thank you, you, Joe. We'll be back a week. Hey, from buddy. Now. Thanks a ton for what you're doing too. Good absolutely. Luck, uh, good luck yeah. going forward. Oh, I think thank you're, you. You know what? It, it's amazing. You are the Kirk Ferentz of this place. I'll yes, right now. I think That's, so. Uh, yeah. Everybody loves you, man. Everybody, I mean, I yeah. can't tell you how many people have said, "I can't believe Andrew's leaving." I, I just, love I, that I, guy. I pulled up. I saw Keith Murphy was in his car crying. So <laughs> take it from there. Well, I appreciate that, guys, and we appreciate you listening. We'll be back a week from now uh, here on the HawkeyeNation.com radio show. Again, if you missed any of it, check it out at HawkeyeNation.com. That's where you're going to find the best coverage of Hawkeye sports every single day. Thank you so much for listening and go Hawks. Go Hawks.